be talking about a 1943 steel penny and how it relates to the World War II war efforts. So if you collect coins, you'll eventually come across a steel penny. Uh, traditionally, the American one-cent coin is made of copper. Initially, it was 95% copper and 5% zinc. Now it's reversed 5% copper and 95% zinc. But before, around World War II, it was the 95% copper. And so, during World War II, they modified the penny to conserve on copper. And though a single penny weighs only a couple grams, but when you take all the pennies they make for one year, which was like, what, like 1.1 billion that were made, um, it resulted in the, con they conserved over like 3,500 tons of copper, and they, those could go to the war effort for like wires or uh, munitions would probably be the biggest one that copper would be used for. Um, Saving material for the war effort, it wasn't limited to government facilities. Um, the literal penny pinching that endured throughout the war, war it, it extended to all materials in all areas of life. Uh, in fact, that material amount of copper that was saved by the U.S. Mint, that pales in comparison to the amounts of material that were recovered by the public. Uh, there was an estimated like 1.5 million tons of scrap iron laying around the nation, and according to Farm Collector, uh, during the war, 30 million school ch children ended up collecting about 1.5 million tons of scrap metal during the war, and that's, that's like enough to make like 300-something battleships that are like 900 tons each, which, a lot of boats. Um, the war effort recycling craze, it went far beyond just scrap metal. Uh, according to that same article, and I quote, The war effort also depended on plentiful stocks of rubber, paper, kitchen fats, and grease, silk and nylon stockings, clothing, and furs. When Japan occupied Southeast Asian rubber plantations in early 1942, for instance, the U.S. scrambled to offset sudden shortages. During a two-week nationwide rubber drive in 19, June 1942, the War Production Board paid a penny a pound for used rubber goods. So what that's saying is, because uh, we lost our source of natural rubber, uh, the stuff we had, um, uh, that rubber was crucial for gas masks, tires, rubber tubing, and who knows what else. But the problem with that is, Recycled rubber is not a very high quality, and so that Japan's occupation of Southeast Asia really hurt the U.S. in terms of rubber. Um, however, scientists did discover how to produce artificial rubber, which proved to be a much more much greater impact on the war than uh, that rubber drive in 1942. Um, it might be a little more difficult to understand how those other items on that list uh, would be used. Uh, paper, you can recycle it into boxes, packaging, other books, or whatever. Um, the paper supplies that to printing houses and that, those were rationed. And so magazines, they cut few, uh, some pages out of there. Um, 
even typesetters joined into the efforts or whatever, and so they condense the text, and you can get more words on a page. And then fats, they they were crucial to the war effort, um, as you can the lipids in them fat it you can make it use it to make glycerin which is a component in some explosives um in something from the ohio history central kitchen fat they, they described it as one of the most important materials to the war effort um nitroglycerin is some explosive you can make from that um it's kind of unstable but that's just an example there like i said it takes like a lot of that. And then old clothes. You could use those as rags, those nylon stockings. Um, according to that farm collector article, they could be uh, turned into parachutes or whatever. Um, uh, fur coats. You can use that to Fur coats, they made them for uh, vests for merchant seamen. The, and uh, back to the fat, it would take three pounds of fat to make enough glycerin to make a pound of gunpowder, according to one of these articles. And uh, with that amount, it'd take 350 pounds of fat to fire a single shell for a 12-inch U.S. Navy gun. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that's gotta take, like, several families, like, a month of cooking to produce that much fat. That's that's a lot of fat. It'd take probably, like, it'd take a few hogs to make that much fat if you were to render the lard out. Um, and with food, there was, like with the oil, uh, there was rationing efforts that went in, and also victory gardens. Um, rationing, they anything neat, clothes, tires, rubber, uh, oil, fuel, everything else. Um, farmers were not restricted, farmers and truckers were not restricted to uh, gas limits because they're like essential service people, kind of almost like COVID, how um, essential businesses were allowed to remain open while those considered non-essential were closed. Same situation during World War II. Um, the, and the fuel was primarily to uh, save rubber because like the rubber from one tire I guess is enough to make like 12 gas masks. So it's, it's important. And so with rationing there was ration books that they had and so those were designed to be only used by only the person that was that it was issued to. There's also ration tokens, and so you could only buy a certain amount of whatever product. So X amount of canned goods, X amount of meat, clothes, whatever, in a certain time period, like a month. So you could buy so many cans of food during a month because canned food it did not go bad very easily, and so you can ship that across the ocean to the troops, and uh, another 
thing with the and then so to avoid the rationing so there was a bit of a black market that came up in that uh people did not always appreciate being limited to certain foods and then so if you had something you could sell it and make profit off of it and then there's the And then, along with the rationing, there was also something called the Victory Garden, where people would take empty lots or yards, even fields, and turn them into gardening gardens. And so you'd grow food, and so then you wouldn't be restricted to your rations. And I guess in like 1942, it produced like 40% of the uh, food. The fresh vegetables in the U.S. and so that that Victory Gardens was a big thing uh, during the war, and uh, I know I've met some older people from that time time period. Not not immediately. I don't think they're, they were around during World War II, but they were born shortly after, and so uh, they weren't from the richest families, and so even then after that, like, even, like, during the Great Depression, I'm sure, uh, you'd, people, they'd go, and you could go harvest stuff in the woods, like, pick berries or herbs or whatever, and then fishing, you could do that, so fish was recommended as an alternative to meat, like, meat or pork, and, uh, rather than use wheat for bread, you, it was recommended to use like corn, so have cornbread instead of uh, regular bread. Uh, there was like so with that there was meatless Wednesdays, meatless Tuesdays, and uh, with the grain savings, it was the production of alcohol was even restricted to save grains, so then it could be converted, so then it could be used for bread rather than liquor.